0: Welcome back. You're listening to episode 68, and today we're talking about where to start when growing your team. Even if you've already started building your team, you're going to want to listen to this episode because inside, I am going to reveal some of the major mistakes that I made when I first started hiring and the mistakes that many online business owners make when hiring, as well as the do's and don'ts of how to find the right people who can support you in achieving your greater vision. That's all coming up next, so stay tuned. globally ranked among the top shows in business and education, we're changing the way entrepreneurs work by changing the way they think about work. If you're ready to run your business like a real CEO, instead of your business running you, you're in the right place. You don't have to work as hard as you think you do to create the influence, income, and impact you deserve. It's time for a new way to do business. This is the Effortless Life Podcast. Here's your host, Courtney Elmer. Before we dive into today's episode, I want to give a shout out to our featured listener of the week at Rapstar. I mean, what a great handle there. <laughs> I laughed when I saw that. That is awesome. This is a gem of a show, she says. I love all that Courtney stands for, and I'm so thankful for her simple tips to build a business with heart. Thank you so much for taking the time to share your thoughts and feedback on the show with us. Look, if you're a longtime listener or whether you are tuning in for the first time, we love hearing your thoughts on the show because it lets us know that we're on the right track in giving you what you need to continue growing and scaling your business beyond that six figure mark. So, if you would take a moment after you finish listening to this episode, scroll down in your Apple app. And tap that five-star button and send us a quick review. This can be one sentence. It can be two sentences, short and sweet. Let us know how the show is impacting your life. Hiring. Oh, my gosh. I can remember (laughs) all the mistakes. All the mistakes that I made when it came to hiring and growing a team. And chances are, if you have been an entrepreneur or an online business owner for any length of time, you have likely made some of these mistakes too. And often, it's completely innocent. You probably haven't even realized that you were making that mistake until after the fact. And that person that you hired didn't work out. It wasn't what you were looking for. And then you had to start back from square one. Does that sound familiar? I can remember it was about a year into my business that I thought, oh, my gosh, I'm swimming over here. I need some help. And I was so desperate to hire help that I just jumped at any opportunity to do so. I didn't have any systems in place for hiring. I went back and forth and back and forth and back and forth with them over Skype and over Slack and sending messages and all the back and forth answering questions all day long. Until I realized, I was like, oh my gosh, hiring and training people is taking more time and energy than I have to give. I need to be giving this time and energy to my business and my students and my clients. And it created this real catch-22 that I felt like I was in a position where even though I wanted to hire and I wanted that support, that I couldn't because it would take too much time and energy to train them. And I have gone through about three years of trial and error since then when it comes to hiring and probably about, let me think off the top of my head, eight VAs and quite a few freelancers later. And I have finally figured out the secrets to growing a team of A players. In fact, I'm going to be revealing the five steps to building your dream team on an upcoming workshop later this month. So make sure to stick around till the end of today's episode where I will give you details on how to register for that if growing a team is really, truly a priority on your to-do list. Now here's the deal. Most entrepreneurs make several mistakes when it comes to hiring. And I've identified four of the top mistakes that I see online business owners making again and again and again. Many of these come in the form of complaints from our students and our clients who say, uh, I've tried hiring. Nope, that doesn't work for me. Or I need help. I want to build a team, but I don't know where to start because I've tried hiring in the past, but it just hasn't worked out. So really, we can boil this down to four mistakes, four hiring mistakes that keep you from finding the right people, training them effectively, and ultimately achieving that goal of getting more off of your plate and experiencing some of that relief that comes from having that support in your business. So these four mistakes really boil down to number one, not having a clear interview process I mean, how many times have you stopped to think about your interview process? Do you have one? If not, there's an area we can get to work right there. You need a clear interview process. Number two, not having a clear onboarding process. Ooh, this is a big one. And look, I am the system's queen. And for years, I didn't have an onboarding process whenever I would hire, whether that was outsourcing overseas, whether that was hiring locally, whether that was getting my interns up and running. I had an internship program for a while in my business and I didn't have a clear onboarding process. It was like, hi, welcome. I'm so excited you're here. Here's all the things I need you to do. And the poor people would be like, oh, my gosh, who did I just start working for? What the heck is this? This is not what I thought it was going to be. So it just created a lot of problems. So you need a clear onboarding process. Number three is not having clear systems to plug those team members into. And we could go down several rabbit holes here. But really what I mean by this is, first, you have to have clarity on what role that team member is playing. How are they adding value to your business? And having clarity on their role as well as on the roles of other members on your team prevents overlap where wires get crossed and communication breaks down and someone thinks that, well, it was that person's job to do that. No, it was that person's job. That's not my job. What is going on here? And it prevents all of that. And long term, they are able to learn what it is that you need them to do faster, more effectively, and take full ownership of their role when you have clear systems to plug them into so that they can start learning. This starts with the onboarding process and it continues beyond the onboarding process. And the fourth mistake here, I threw this one in as kind of a little bonus mistake because I like to keep things in threes, but with this, this was too important not to include. And this is Not knowing how to hold your team members accountable and trust that the things that need to get done are getting done. This could be a whole nother episode in and of itself. And we are going to dive deeper into this in our workshop later this month. This is a big one. Knowing how to hold your team members accountable. And more importantly than that, knowing how to teach them to be self-accountable so that you don't have to babysit them. And you, as the visionary leader of your company, trusting, learning how to trust. It's not about letting go of the things on your plate as it is about learning to trust that they will get done and letting go of the need for it to get done your way. I'm not saying here that you shouldn't have a standard. We have standard operating procedures If someone is not following those procedures, we have a problem with that, and we step in and we correct whatever is going on. But at the same time, recognizing that other people are not going to do it exactly like you would do it. And that's okay. Maybe they chose a different color for a graphic than you would have. Is that really going to break your business? No. Yet as entrepreneurs, as visionary leaders, because we hold that vision so dear, we can get attached to the outcome and it is when we struggle to release that outcome that it creates problems within the team it can create a culture of nitpicking and a culture of micromanaging which is maybe not what you the kind of culture that you set out to create in fact i know it isn't but at the same time that can become the culture Because of underlying problems under the surface which link back to your own beliefs about how things should be done. So in saying that, I'm not saying not to have standards. Have standards and at the same time recognize and allow others to bring their gifts to the table and trust that it's okay and that it doesn't have to be done Exactly to perfection or to your expectation, in order for it to be done well. Reevaluate your expectations there. So, these are the four mistakes that I see digital business owners making, all kinds of entrepreneurs, really. And the reasons why are pretty interesting because when you stop and think about it, chances are if you've identified with any one or more of these mistakes, if this is something you realize while you're listening, oh, hold on a second. Yeah, I did that. I've done that. Oh, I don't have a clear onboarding process. I don't have a clear interview process. Holy cow. Maybe it's never occurred to you that you need these processes. And this is so common. This is one of the underlying reasons why many entrepreneurs make these mistakes is because it's never even occurred to them that they need these processes. They're just so desperate for that help That they're willing to do whatever it takes. They've been told they need to outsource. They've been told they need to delegate. So it's like, hurry, hurry, hurry. Get someone on board as quickly as possible. Throw at them, you know, half of your to-do list and just have them start tackling it. And then it's just crazy and it creates so much stress on both sides. So that's number one, is just not even realizing that these are processes that you need to have in your business if you want to scale beyond that six figure mark. And even before you get there, because I don't believe you have to wait till six figures before you start hiring. In fact, you will get to six figures faster when you start hiring sooner. Number two, in terms of why someone might make this mistake, is that feeling of urgency. It is feeling swamped by your to-do list, feeling like you are drowning and you there is just no way that you can keep up. Every day more gets added and every two things you take off, five more things go on your list. And I had an experience of this recently in my own business where I got to this point where I was like, how am I going to get to everything on my list? I had overbooked myself. I had overcommitted myself. It had been happening for several weeks in a row. And I was in a season in my business where I was just trying to keep up. I didn't really realize that this was happening in the moment. I felt it physically and physiologically, but I wasn't consciously aware of it because all that my brain was focused on was surviving. Was getting through it. But what happened was there were problems underlying the surface. There were reasons that I was saying yes and overcommitting myself. And it wasn't until I stepped back and unplugged from my work for a couple of days that I was able to recognize those reasons and solve the real problem for why I was overcommitting myself. And I asked myself this question, and it was, how can I get to everything that's on my list? How can I carve out time? How can I block this out? How can I get to everything, right? Thinking that was an empowering question, right? Instead of saying like, oh, I can't do it, asking how can I? And you've probably heard that before. And the quality of life is determined by the quality of questions you're asking yourself. And I thought that was a pretty good question. You know, it's empowering. How can I do this? No, that was still the wrong question to be asking. Because the answer that came Had nothing to do with time blocking or like organizing my list or prioritizing things or scheduling things better. The answer that came to that question, "How can I get to everything on my list?" was, "You don't. You take more off of your list." And it was like, "Oh my gosh, the skies parted and the angel started singing." And I was like, "That's it." Whew! It was tough. It was tough to hear. And it is even harder because now I have to go back and cancel things, possibly disappoint people. But at the end of the day, what is more important? Your health, your mental health, your ability to show up as a visionary leader, or what people are going to think if you can't commit to everything, if you can't be there for everything. And that kind of leads us to, One of the reasons why many entrepreneurs make these mistakes when hiring is a fear of disappointing people. And in speaking of team members, teaching your team members how to be part of your team comes with a lot of responsibility. And it's a lot of responsibility that many visionary leaders shirk They don't want to be responsible for telling someone what to do. They don't want to come across as bossy or bitchy or, ooh, the mean business owner that nobody wants to work for. But you having high standards and you holding someone to that standard is not the same as being bossy. Challenging someone to grow to their highest potential is different than bossing them around. So if you have struggled with a fear of disappointing people on your team or upsetting people on your team, if you've hired people before and a culture has kind of gotten created where it's like everybody's walking on eggshells and kind of dancing around the issue and you show up to calls and everyone smiles and it's great and then behind the scenes you're complaining to your business bestie about things that aren't going right, there's obviously a lack of responsibility going on there. And I say obviously because... 10 times out of 10, there's a lack of responsibility going on there. One of my best friends called me out on this myself the other day, and she said, you are the boss. Oh, and that brought up a whole lot in me because I was called bossy when I was a little girl, and I hated that. I hated being called bossy, so I tried to dim my light and cast a shadow over myself or however you want to put it growing up because I didn't want to be seen as that strong, independent woman that I am. And for fear of that, I hid. I stayed small for many, many, many years. And so when she said, you are the boss, I was like, oh, no, I'm not the boss. And I was like, actually, yes, I am. I am the leader of my company. So if it helps you to make that little switch there rather than being somebody's boss, you are their leader. You are responsible to them. You're not responsible for them, and that's another conversation, and we will likely dive deeper into that as well on the upcoming workshop. There's a difference between being responsible for someone and being responsible to them. As their leader, you are responsible to your people. Where this gets muddy is when the need to be liked by your team is more important to you than the desire to lead your team to greatness. And when you choose to continue making these mistakes, you will waste your time training people who ultimately don't work out. You will waste your money paying those people who ultimately don't work out. You will constantly feel like you're starting back at square one and the problems will just repeat because A, you're unaware of or B, you don't know how to avoid these mistakes. The good news is that fixing these mistakes and learning how to avoid them is very, very simple. It's just a matter of getting a few processes in place so that when you sit down to interview a potential team member, actually even before that, when they submit their application to you, you already have enough criteria to determine if they would be a right fit or not for your team. And then once you have that interview process in place, that application and interview process, it becomes so much easier to sit down to those interview meetings because first you're only sitting down with the people who really have true potential to fit into the culture that you're looking to create. And the interview process becomes so much easier because you know the exact things to ask them to get the answers that you need to determine their capabilities, their core values, And whether or not they truly align with the mission, the greater mission and vision of your company. It's a vetting process, essentially. And so that way, when you go to make that hire, you make that offer to someone, you are so confident that that person will have what it takes to get the job done and to rise to your standards and to grow to greatness with you and your team. So that interview process is so essential. The onboarding process is essential. It doesn't stop with the interview process because then you have to train them. And yes, this part of the process takes time. But during this part of the process, what you can remind yourself of is that I am investing my time and energy now and going slow to go fast, taking the time now so that after we have completed this onboarding process, this team member is fully equipped to support me long-term. So that onboarding process is essential to making training your team members easy and for it to feel effortless and fun. Onboarding and training can actually feel fun. Who knew? But when you have that process in place, it becomes easier because you're not spinning your wheels trying to figure out what am I gonna hand them today to do? And I hope that they don't send me 14 million questions in the process because I don't have time to answer their questions, right? None of that happens because you have a clear process to follow and a clear system to measure their success over that span of time. And then finally, you need what I call a checks and balances system. This is to make sure that long-term What needs to be done is getting done and to your standards. And when you put these three simple systems in place, along with a couple of other key components that I'll be teaching you more in this month's workshop, interviewing, hiring, and onboarding will feel like a dream. I'm not exaggerating it will be so easy to identify the right people. The headaches of trying to train them and all the back and forth will be gone, eliminated. You will have saved yourself so much time and money and effort and energy. And with these processes in place, it'll be so much easier to weed the wrong people out and to make the right hire. And you can learn how to do this. I'm gonna give you an insider's look at our step-by-step playbook for building your dream team. If you want to get your hands on it, keep listening, because at the end of this episode, I'm going to share more about the upcoming workshop that I am doing that I am so excited to reveal to you for the first time that I am revealing our process to you so that you can get access to our interview process and our hiring system that we use here at The Effortless Life. Now, while you're listening today, I'm assuming that you are listening on your phone. Get it out. I would love to connect with you. Come look me up on Instagram. You can follow us at TheEffortlessLife.co. We have gotten into reels lately. Oh, my gosh. I did not know that could be so fun. I was resisting that for the longest time, and now I am having such a blast. So we've got some hilarious reels that we have been sharing really about the truths of running a digital business and the truths about scaling that business and what it feels like sometimes. So come check those out. And I also share daily tips there on how to simplify your workflows so that you can spend more time in your zone of genius. Now, coming up next week on the show, we've got a special guest here with me who is going to share how to build a $4 million company from your kitchen table. No joke. So if you are looking to scale beyond six figures and to do it quickly, this episode is for you. I'll see you back here next week. Until then, go live your effortless life.